Hello and welcome everyone back to another episode of Not Fighting. And we're back for more of this show. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's, wow, you sound so excited to be it's here. So, it's so weird. To, uh, we're back with this like, show. I try not to, I don't want it to be something where it's like, oh God, the bishops, it's so scripted. Every time they do the podcast, they do the same thing. So I'm like, how, how can I start it? Like off the top of my head. And yeah, you guys are seeing how good that is. <laughs> Uh, it's only like midweek right now and i think we're really both like done toast fried yeah i will say for instance (laughs) yeah i will say this like i sometimes i rely on what comes off the dome so well like uh yeah i speak in public quite a bit and things like that and i've gotten to the point now where i basically don't ever rehearse anything and i've realized that's a superpower that like um like is is limited in the same way your body can get tired, your mind can get tired, and things aren't maybe as fast as they should be. Yeah, my brain is not working very well this week. Yesterday, I tried to unlock my car by unlocking my cell phone. I will say, I will say that like I'm not sure that um, you know that's too far fetched because there's probably cars you can unlock with your phone, right? Yeah, but mine doesn't. <laughs> I mean. Not yet. Mine's not even like keyless, like, and it never will with that attitude. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think that's a part of uh, a lot of different things that are going on right now. I think people get kind of cooped up, and then you know, you your brain starts to kind of play tricks on you a little bit. Where yeah. you know, next thing you know, you're like, I'm just gonna wear sweatpants as a shirt or whatever. Uh, I feel like if if you get to that <laughs> point, then you're for sure like. You might need to see like uh, seek medical or professional help if you're wearing sweatpants as a shirt. There's for sure someone listening to this podcast that uh, is wearing sweatpants as a shirt. Shout out to that guy or girl, woman. <laughs> yeah, good point. I so I think you know it speaks to something I think larger that's going on right now, which is jujitsu is really different right now. Like, and that is if you're it doing is. it. Yeah, I mean, a lot of places are still shut down. Like technically. I mean, here in where we're training, we're or supposed not training. we're or not training or whatever's going on. No, it's like we're su- gyms and things are supposed to be reshut down now. Um, I know a lot of gyms in the area are staying open, um, low key. I think, but like, still like trying to do their part. Like that's the thing is like I think a lot of people. It's like. Well, we're going to try and maintain like the standards and the things that have been set upon us and do our like at least due diligence of like taking people's temperatures and making people wear masks when they come in and small class, like smaller classes yeah. and, you know, those kinds of things, just trying to keep everybody safe and protected. But also like it's like scary. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hard. <laughs> and I, I think, you know, jujitsu is when you really think about like social distancing and just every every way in which you know this thing spreads this thing being like the coronavirus whatever which i promise you we're not going to inundate you with coronavirus stuff but yeah. it you know jiu-jitsu becomes this thing where it's like very close quarters close contact you know a lot of people coming in and out so it does become this thing where it's like when when can you realistically quote unquote do it again yeah. Um, and the answer is, I, I don't know, it's like anything, I don't know that you're going to get a black and white answer, but the truth is, is if we, if we're going to just wait until, you know, you don't have to worry about 
getting the coronavirus anymore, I, I don't know that there's any time soon that jujitsu makes a lot of sense. No. I mean, yeah, like I think a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to have to wait until the vaccine. There's a vaccine or I'm going to have to wait for this or that. And to that, I would say like, you're going to be waiting a long time. Like, that's, and, that's, and that's not like a charge against no, you. No, no, no. It's just saying it's like that, like having that as like a date for reopening businesses or things like that is like, it's kind of unrealistic from a standpoint of the business won't survive like that. Well, that's kind of what I was wanting to get at. I didn't want to really have to talk too much about like the coronavirus and and things like that. Um, And if you're like, listen to this and like, I wonder if Tyler and Jenna are feel this way or that way about it. I would say we both feel pretty neutral about it. Meaning like anytime we get information, we're like, Hmm, I'll consider that. Yeah. Both very reasonable people that said, you know, here in San Diego, I know that there's already a lot of gyms that are, you know, closed till TBD and probably with no plans to to really reopen and some that have already completely closed their doors. And this is supposed to be like, you know, one of the hot spots for jujitsu used to be you could only you could throw a rock and hit a great, great school. And um, not to say that there's not lots of great schools that are still open, but there's definitely going to be fewer when this is all said and done. Yeah, I mean, there's already fewer now, so I think that's one of the things where, um, you know, people are going to be looking for new homes, and then, you know, it also presents a lot of opportunity for people to maybe swoop in and open academies in areas that that have, like, might be missing jujitsu now. Well, so this is, like, something that I was explaining to somebody at the dog park. It's, like, one of the few places we get to go and talk to people that don't We're, like, do really social at the dog park now. But yeah, it's like a whole thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways, the <laughs> dog park drama. We should do like dog park drama corner where we get well. Anyways, yeah. the the <laughs> thing is is like uh, jujitsu businesses in general. I would say are if you were to guess they were on uh, a spectrum of really well ran and uh-huh. very poorly ran. Which side would you say they were on compared to most small businesses? I would say. The majority is probably like in the middle to poorly ran. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. I would say the average is definitely on the poorly ran side. Mm-hmm. If you were to say like what percentile, it's below the fiftieth percentile. Yes. Yes. And so, because of that, I think that they're in a lot of cases some of the ones that are most easily disrupted. Because mm-hmm. if, if it's like yeah. you're kind of running the business like with duct tape and things like that, anyways, yeah. like theoretically, but also like. You know, or I would metaphorically, but also like maybe in reality in some cases, I would say this is like a this is a death blow, right? Oh yeah, for sure. I think for those people who who you know, either like there's a lot of gyms I know that just starting up, or and then this happens, or you know maybe not as brand is like organized and um. I don't know, like a business should be. Yeah. Uh, they, they, I think those are the ones that are kind of hurting or, you know, I can't really speak to those things on like people like gyms that are closing, but from what I've seen in my experience, there's a lot of, um, very, um, not, what's the word I'm looking for? Professionally it's, ran? Yes. That's a yeah. Yeah. Way. Not, not professionally ran places you know and for those people it's gonna be you know it's gonna be tough yeah and i think you know uh it it helps in in many cases if you're not paying taxes or something like that 
um, <laughs> up front because, you know, that's some money saved. But, you know, you can't rely on that. But and, also, if you're not paying taxes, are you going to be able to get the small business loans that were available for people here in the U.S.? Yeah, and that's the other thing. It's like, I don't know that that was something that, you know, again, that comes to like, you know, business savvy or whatever. And I, you know, we've talked about this before, but the things that make somebody a great jiu-jitsu practitioner or great jiu-jitsu student or even great instructor, like those it's not that you can't be a small business owner either, but usually it's those are the, those are the people that want to open their own academy and just like opening an academy means you're going to be a small business owner. Yeah. It doesn't mean you're going to be Being like a good competitor. Doesn't mean you're going to be a good small business owner or even a good teacher or a good teacher. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a, just a different thing. You know, you have to imagine that the business is not jujitsu and say, would they do a good job with that? You know, jujitsu provides the passion, but like everything else is yeah. You see that a lot in jiu-jitsu. There's like, I think there's a lot of um, very twisted ideas when it comes to running and owning an academy, um, f- just in general, because I've seen it so much. Like We've talked about a lot of these things where it's like you don't treat your students like customers. You treat them like like they should be like loyal to you with, for, for, with like like with blinders on and like they yeah. should be you know more of a servant to you than a client and a customer and um and i say servant but it's like it's funny to me because you see this a lot with like gym owners or, or just in jujitsu even it's not even necessarily just gym owners it's a lot of the professors in general where it's like you may be just teaching at a gym but like you expect those people to be like serving you more than you're serving them and it's like no like they're you, they're yeah. there and you're the one providing a service for them and so i i see it get kind of backwards a lot in inside yeah. well like academies. Uh, you know pro- professor johnny faria uh somebody i have a lot of respect for you know we were we were talking about today um and you know he was kind of just talking to some of the other competitors and one of the things he said was you know like i'm i don't believe in this like you know loyal to the death samurai thing where it's like i'm you need to be loyal to me no matter what mm-hmm. you know it's a two-way street like yeah. i got your back you got my back mm-hmm. and um i think that's generally how loyalty should work but when you're talking about academy full of lots and lots of students you know th- like you said these are these are paying customers yeah. and, and in a lot of cases you've got paying customers right now that you know don't want to come back um even if they can you know like a lot of them have had to uh, go through their own financial troubles or whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, you know, 100%. it makes it really hard for businesses and gyms to stay open. So it will be interesting to see in a year from now. Like, I don't, you know, we talked about this a couple podcasts ago, but I don't think the demand for jujitsu is going down. I don't think less people overall no. after this are going to want to do jujitsu less. I mean, you can tell that the demand is definitely still there because IBJJF announced their first tournament. You know, and I think it's already at capacity. Like, we heard somebody say that today. It's hearsay. It's secondhand, like, news. But I I haven't looked, and I was, like, planning on... Well, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll sign up. And, like, you know, like, usually you just... I always just wait until, like, closer to the tournament. But I think it might be, like, full or near capacity already. Like, within, like, a week and a half of, like, doing that. I'm like, okay, that's crazy. And we're talking talking about the IBJJF. Everybody's calling it, like, the the Austin Worlds or whatever because... Like everybody's excited to compete. People want to. There's there's people have been training throughout this whole thing, like underground in their garages, you know, like doing all those things. And because people like, I mean, jujitsu is addictive. So 
I need my drugs. I need that fix. Yeah, the, the event has reached capacity. So we're talking about the Austin yeah, Open. Yeah, the Austin Open. Which it it's kind of the, I don't know if it'll be the first. There'll be somebody out there that's like, no, the, the Nebraska State yeah, but it's the first. It's the first IBJJF. It's the first big tournament. Yeah, like since the shutdown. Yeah, and so I was actually concerned there might not be any of these the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, and it, we'll see how this one goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. I think that that's the the thing, and I think that that's something that gyms and tournaments and everything are going to have to deal with for I would say the short term. You know, like um, you know, I I said this back in March, but I was like, if you're a business owner like Mm -hmm. you know let's say you have an office or something like you don't want to be the first one telling people to come back you know what i mean that's got all kinds of problems and i think it's the same thing when you look at gyms and tournaments if you start having outbreaks of the virus you can identify and say like hey these people got sick because they went to this tournament Mm -hmm. or that gym or whatever that puts a stain on all future gyms and things like that and that put that puts everybody at risk of you know not being able to to do it and they they have a protocol so if you're like this is very irresponsible they do have a protocol whether or not it's effective i think is up for debate along with you know the protocol for just about everything we're doing right now but it it certainly is something that um you know you mentioned the demand i mean it's clearly yeah clearly people want to compete people want to train and people want to compete and you know there's been tournaments happening but like invite only stuff uh, or just like the pro events like Fight Twin and Third Coast and like Submission Underground, I think have been the ones that have been putting things on um, here recently. But it's like that's a very few small uh, our amount of like competitors that are getting those opportunities to compete in that. So and most, for a and tournament like, to happen where it's like anybody compete, it's Gi and Nogi and it's like at capacity, like people want jujitsu yeah and i think not sure how safe it will be (laughs) yeah and i think you know austin is really interesting it's a really interesting choice because it seems like austin has really become you know and this is taking jujitsu out of it Uh although jujitsu is at the center of it you know if you look at just businesses at large tech businesses tesla's building a plant there uh shanji's opening an academy there uh joe Joe rogan Rogan is moving moving to austin um you know there's just Austin has become kind of like the refuge for a lot of people yeah. that have found themselves, whether you're in California or specifically LA and you just feel like I'm locked down and I'm at the whim of both the government and just the gross amount of people around me that puts, you know, mm-hmm. a risk to where you do have to have these protocols. Same with New York. You have a lot of people going like, man, it seems like there's a lot of room in Texas and then Austin's a cool place. Yeah. It's kind of funny because I feel like there's still like, like a lot of spots places in texas have been like hot spots for outbreaks but it doesn't really seem to slow things down in the sense of hell no not in texas <laughs> yeah like all these tournaments and all this you know like events happening everything's happening in texas and it's like it is the place to be right now yeah and i i will say like that is i guess one of the safer points in terms of maybe you know i was talking about that stain earlier of like you don't want to be the tournament that basically like makes the New York Times or something yeah. like that. And so you, you can do some things maybe to prevent that. But on top of that, you know, you mentioned like Texas doesn't seem to be slowed down by anything. So you host a tournament in Long Beach, let's say, let's say that's allowed and something, you know, people get sick there and it becomes identified. It's like in California, that's probably the whole no sh- more... state shuts down completely again. Well, no, <laughs> at least no jujitsu tournaments, oh, right? Yeah, they'll make a, sure. they'll make a rule for that specifically. Meanwhile, in Texas is like, you know, like 
Maybe don't go outside for a day or two if you went there or something. But hell, I'm not going to tell what you do. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. But I think, I mean, there have been some competitors that have been on these, like doing these circuits that have yeah. tested positive here recently. Yeah. I would say it's probably more due to traveling back and forth between I mean, places. From like Texas. Yes. You know, but like that's just like my guess. But, you know, when some of the top competitors show up with testing positive for COVID, like, it's not about the fact that they're fine, they're healthy, they like they probably and they didn't experience a lot of symptoms or side effects of the virus. They just can't have to quarantine now. But like for me, I worry about like getting it or contracting it from a standpoint of like I don't want to hinder like the people that I'm around, like the, it's like yeah. the, the training partners in my academy or something or like an event. Like let's say I contracted like. Because California is tracking all that stuff, like where you're getting it, all that. So it's like, I don't want anybody else to have to get shut down because I was like, just wanted to compete or, or wanted else to travel or I don't want anybody matter. else. Yeah. Yes. I'm less yeah. concerned about. Well, I mean, it's from a, like, I don't want to affect anyone's health or their, like, or financial, like, issues, you know? Like, if I'm at a, a salon and, I, like, getting my yeah. hair done and I get it now, everything has to shut down. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, we're at the sure. gym training and then now we have to shut down the gym and it affects more people's lives than just one person getting sick too. And so, I mean, jiu-jitsu has really been, you know, kind of high profile in terms of people getting, cause you know, back in March or April, I think Hodger, you know, it was like, I, I had it. It was yeah. terrible. I didn't have a great time with it. There's been a few others, but you know, recently it's been Gordon Ryan and Craig Jones and yeah. you know, they, they have been kind of just, you know, like, generally traveling around a lot right now is probably mm-hmm. if you're really worried about contracting it's probably not the best thing in the world um but you know beyond that it is something where it's like if you do plan to compete or you know realistically train i think there's just layers of risk that are going to be here and you have to realize and come to terms with the fact that you know there's what risks are you willing to tolerate? What risks are you willing to put people around you? And then what risks yeah. are you willing to put up with in terms of, you know, this could inconvenience, you know, others. And I think you, you know, act accordingly, I guess. Yeah. It's really, it's, I don't know. This is something like, I don't know how to, to act. I'm trying to like live my life the best I can train as much as I can for my own sanity, for my own health. Um, but then also try to be smart in other areas and be considerate of other people as best I can. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I would say I'm almost more cautious in some cases because, you know, you don't want to, I don't want to be the person that brings it, you know, like comes in, trains with a bunch of people. And then, you know, all my training partners all of a sudden are exposed and then, you know, they're all affected and you know, all the things yeah. you're thinking about with being affected, you don't want to be the, the cause of that. So I, I do think that if you are going to train right now, that is something you have to think about is that you are, with the decisions you make and the things you do, you you are having to put your trust, like your training partners are putting their trust yeah. in you to a certain extent. Yeah. And um, jujitsu athletes traditionally are not the best at staying home when they're sick. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, or have ringworm or other things. Yeah, I mean, like how, how many ma- times have we heard people like competing with staph infections, like in like major tournaments? I mean, Craig Jones competed at ADCC. Yeah, with the worst 
like with conjunctivitis yeah like eye infection super pink eye yeah and um it's like uber contagious and then well some like that whole thing all started from some jerk just yeah. showing up and like visiting atos right that's and, what Justin like yeah that's what i heard yeah allegedly like they're they're visiting a, a school you know and then just gives it to some of the athletes there who were traveling and compete training other places i don't know so yeah, like it was all somebody being super inconsiderate. Like, I just want to train. Like, I don't really care if I have this crazy eye infection. Whatever. In a lot of ways, if you would have talked to somebody that did jujitsu early on in this pandemic, we could have got it squared away because realistically, they could be like, well, listen, we'll all be fine, right? If we just tell people what to do. And you'd be like, nah, nah, nah. Let me tell you how it's going to work. Most people are going to be fine and they'll take proper precautions. But there's going to be one person that shows up that ruins it for everybody else. Yes. And that's exactly what it is. How many that's times- my fear. I don't want to ruin it for everyone else, like getting sick and not knowing that I'm sick or something like that. But I don't, that's not who I am. That's not what's going to happen. But like at the same time, like, I don't know. Yeah. The thing that, the thing that always bothers me is like, like you mentioned the ring warmer. It's like, hey man, what's that on your arm? And they're like, oh, nothing. I think it's just like a rash. And it's like, yeah, a at rash least cover from- it up, man. At least cover it up. Don't be that dirty, dude. And then on top of that, you have the person that's in there, and they're like, oh man, I was out. I've been out like all week because I've just been super, super sick. Uh, I was like in bed all day yesterday, but I'm feeling better today. And you're like, nah, like no, no, don't no. train with me. And yeah, like, I'm going to get different partner. You were just sick yesterday? No, you can't go home. <laughs> and yeah, there's just like lots of examples of that. And yes. so it used to just kind of be one of those things like, ah, somebody at the gym, you know, got sick and they came. You were like, well, I'll probably get sick. But, you know, all of a sudden it's something quite a bit different. And so, yeah, I mean, I just think that that's one of those things where it's like you just got to hope that people use their better judgment. Yeah. Although, I mean. I'm getting real good at cleaning mats. I'm. My, I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess, there. But I do think that it is interesting because, um, you know, we were talking about this the other day, but, you know, with people, maybe the demand still being there for jiu-jitsu, um, where, when do you think that time is where, like, people that, you know, love the train or whatever that maybe haven't had either an opportunity or, um, you know, maybe stayed away just as a precaution, when is that moment that, you know, you start seeing the majority of people come back to train? Is it has that happened? Is that now? Is that coming? I think that the majority of people I don't know. I wouldn't say the majority of people are training. Although I think a lot of people are training. Um, but when you think of how many people like actually like especially like at our academy when we were opening back up and everything was kind of limited and just the amount of people that were still like, you know, I'm going to stay away for a little bit longer. And a lot of times it surprised me the people who were like saying they were going to stay away. Um, so I think that <laughs> after the election, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, that's like me being like crazy, like conspiratorial a little bit, um, but not really. I, um, I do think that they're, they're, one of the things that happens is people do get galvanized by like, um, you know, and just the, the media in general, like we're, we're all being pulled in different directions because it's an election year and, you know, everything gets made into being right or left. And that makes people really impassioned and emboldened, um, to take stands on things and maybe even like, you know, not doing something or doing something, you know, just because they think it's 
socially the right thing to do. And I do think that that'll be blunted a little bit after the election. And I think that that'll allow, you know, people to kind of, again, make reasonable choices about what they want to do and, you know, should do and things like that. Yeah. And I think it's really going to be one of those things is like when basically when all the guidelines like are everything's allowed to be open and kind of like like just allowed to be open i guess that's when people will probably start coming back or when maybe when i mean i like from talking to some people i'm like people they might be waiting until there's a vaccine for real like yeah or i really don't know what's going to be that tipping point to get like everyone back yeah. i think it might be more of a slow yeah. trickle in like one by one like people start like oh you know it's been safe and you know, that's kind of how I think we were treating things like when when it first opened. It's like, okay, we're going to have these group of people and we're going to try for two weeks where it's like, it's you know, make sure this is safe. And you see, like, if we can do more or we need to pull back. like And how do people feel about that? how do that? people feel? And that's a, that's a big thing, too, is like you don't want to offend anyone. You don't want to – and it's not about just offending, but it's like you want to make sure you're doing right by – your training partners, your students, that kind of thing. So it's like you have to be very careful on how you're reopening and getting back to normal. Yeah, and I would say for me personally, one of the things that um, that that I would say is a struggle with this and probably, you know, there's other reasonable people that are listening to this feel the same way, which is, you know, um, when, I, when I'm convicted about something, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I feel strongly about it, I can articulate and um and make a point of why i feel that way you know and it's really strong because that's i'm convicted about it right yes this is not something i have a lot of convictions about no you know like i said i I change my mind about it quite a bit i'm i see a lot of different points of view um and there is a lot of things that you know people will say it's uh these are facts or what you know this is this is how this is or this realistically there's these things are opinions in many yeah. cases, especially yeah. whenever you you start tying political. Or it's stuff like to it. anecdotal, like you know, you you get a lot of things. It's like, oh, I heard this from this doctor. It's like, well, how many people has he treated? Or I've heard this from this person, and it's like you don't even know what to trust. You don't know what is like actual. But fact, but getting I guess. away, but getting away, even just from like that part of it, but just the part where it's like you have an opinion about this because yeah, you, you yeah, know yeah. like this is this is what you've read or like you're saying like yeah. this is these are the things that you've you've heard or whatever but it's more in response to your actions so yeah. you know this is one of those things it's like Tyler why would you go and train when the recommendations are this and that like you know if it's something i'm really convicted about where i'm like no i feel this way because i have a strong opinion about it but I don't feel that way. Like it's yeah. a, it'd be a harder thing for me to defend because I'd be like, well, again, like it's a really nuanced answer for me, but I'm not convicted about it in the same way that I'm convicted about like, hey, Tyler, do you think that women and men in jiu-jitsu should be paid equally and fairly? Yeah, I do feel that way. And I can argue that point really, really well. And, um, But yeah, I think that that's one of those things that that's what makes this hard for a lot of people. He really just believes that because he knows that I'm the one that's going to get paid. And, you know, 
as a female, he wants me to make sure I'm lining our pockets. Yeah, I want her to be paid fairly. I don't want me to be paid fairly. (laughs) I want me to be paid unfairly in jujitsu. Overpaid. It's pretty much the only thing you could do. Um, (laughs) But But speaking of which, this is good news because Third Coast Grappling is doing a women's tournament, their, their kumite and it's like ten grand, which is the same amount that the guys have been getting paid, and that is baller because Shout out to I the third feel like coast. yeah, that's dope because they, you know, a lot of a lot of the tournaments in the past, everything's been weighted differently for the women. You know, the the BJJ pros, the um, uh, Abu Dhabi like World Pro, like yeah, ADCC, the women you know, don't get paid the same. And, and I'm not saying, you know, the argument is always that. Well, there's less there's women less than women, men. There's women. No, like, there's less rooster weights out there than yeah. there are middleweights, you know. And and so I do, and like, this is like, shout out to, you know, IBJJF. Like, I feel like they started doing it right when they're paying for worlds. And it's your, your pay is weighted on how many people are in your division. Yeah, so, which I will... I've, this is not. That's kind of been your argument the whole time, right? It's been my argument the whole time, and I'm not saying I'm the one that came up with it because it's not like some like. But you've been saying that for years. But there was nobody else talking about that, and to me, I couldn't believe that. Like this is just me as a somebody that like I enjoy debate, intellectual yeah. debate, yeah. and the fact that so many people were cool with the argument of yeah, well, there's just less men than women, or there's less women than men. Yeah. I was like, wait a minute, like so. Uh, if there's less female scientists than male scientists, should female scientists just be paid less? In fact, probably they should be paid more because the demand is lower. It's true. We should be if paid we more. Make, if you we know what? We should arguments. be paid more. <laughs> no. I think, no, it's like, it's we'll definitely. Probably look into that. Probably, well, I don't know. Won't go there. What? I was just going to say, like, female scientists might get paid more than male scientists because there may be, be a higher demand, especially right now. But I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, this is literally I, something I, I know nothing about. So we're just speculating at this point. Just wild speculation. If you want to get into wild speculation, we can. But let's do it about something more fun. Yeah, yeah. I really don't care about that topic at all, female scientists, because I am not one. <laughs> In case disclaimer, <laughs> not a fe- Jenna Bishop, not <laughs> not a scientist. <laughs> On all your credentials, when people ever ask you for like a bio of accomplishments, like that should Just be gonna, that's going to be on my my Insta handle now. Like the my not a bio, not a scientist <laughs> yet. I mean, I did great in chemistry. Did you? Yes, I, don't, I actually love science. I could have been a really good scientist, but then. You showed me jujitsu. <laughs> you know what? I want to take a clip of this podcast of you saying, I actually really like scientists. I would have been a really good scientist. And then underneath, just put a caption that says, Jenna Bishop, not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> this is a very like Trump statement. I would have been the best scientist. I didn't say that. No, I didn't. I said, I like science. I could have been a scientist. Don't put words in my mouth. I'm mm-hmm. not you. We're the number one in graphs. <laughs> I don't know. It's arbitrary things. Anyways, what else? <laughs> no, but I, I mean, I, I think that, you know, like, uh, yeah, shout out to Third Coast. They're, they did the, the, the female kumite, and they're, they're going to pay them, uh, you know, equal to the men. And um, I think that that's really great. And I think 
this is an opportunity in a lot of respects. So we kind of talked about like when the uncertainty and, you know, some of the bad, but I do think that there's some good because I think that there, um, because of this, we get to reset and fix a lot of things maybe. And, um, it's a good time for disruption of like, you know, maybe things that have been kind of done old school or like ruled by a certain type of person or a certain type of tournament or that organization. Yes. That's the word that thank you. But yeah, it's time for like it's a good opportunity for somebody to like step up and maybe change the structure of competitive jujitsu. Well, you're seeing it kind of right now. Like you have fight to win and you have third coast. It's like if if you have a model that mm-hmm. is sustainable or works, especially in a pandemic for yeah. jujitsu or something like that. You know, jujitsu is not the most spectator friendly thing in the world. I don't think it's going to be this giant sport. I mean, MMA still struggles to an extent. But I do think that, you know, jiu-jitsu is growing. It's going to be like a lot of industries, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. It'll take a dip this year, but the demand is still here. It's going to rise. It'll grow. And those people will, you know, not all of them, but some people will be fans of watching jiu-jitsu. Some people listen to this podcast, like probably don't like watch much jiu-jitsu or follow like competitive jiu-jitsu. I'm not going to lie. I don't watch a lot of jiu-jitsu. <laughs> But yeah, it's true. But I, I do think that one of the things that that is good about it is you do um, we do end up with a lot of really great characters in jujitsu, and um, by characters I mean like instructors, personalities, good people, um, yeah. and and that lends itself to you know a collectively you know jujitsu is cool like yeah. And you want cool people, and I think a lot of that rises up out of competition, mm-hmm. realistically. You know, and I look at all the celebrities and stuff like that recently that have like wanted to attach themselves in some way, shape, or form to to jujitsu athletes. Yeah, such as. Uh, I mean, I think Gordon Ryan's maybe crossed that barrier a little bit. There's a lot of examples of that, um, but. Um, the way, say that again because the way you said it now I'm confused when you use Gordon Ryan as a an no example. I just mean like I think a lot of people do jiu-jitsu celebrities specifically do jiu-jitsu or want credibility for doing jiu-jitsu because it's cool mm-hmm. and they specifically seek out like the athletes in a lot of cases oh, yeah, to say yeah, like you yeah. know attach themselves to their shine yeah yeah I think what um like Halle Berry's like big into yeah. like kind of the jiu-jitsu well more so MMA yeah. But, like, she's, like, sought out some top, like, females to, Mm -hmm. you know, learn from and kind of connect herself with. Yeah. More for a role. I think it was, like, that's what it is. But, like, she's also, like, bringing... She's kind of stuck with it a little bit. I feel like she's, like, bringing them with her, like, you know, trying to, like, elevate it a little bit. Yeah. The sport. It's kind of cool. I mean, like, and for a long time, we were kind of left to, like, kind of the niche celebrities that got into it just anyways. Yeah. you know, Mario Lopez or, you know, whoever. And, but now you're starting to see like more and more kind of like mass appeal. And I do think it's because jiu-jitsu is, is cool. Yeah. And, you know, you only get stuff like that because of shows that are sustainable like this. And I'd like to see more of it. Um, I do think that uh, tournaments at large probably were a ways off from it being like back to the way things were, quote unquote. I mean, unquote. it's going to have to be a while because most places you're not going to be able to allow a crowd of people that big. Right. So, I mean, what was the capacity for IBJJF? Because I, most things I've seen is like, there's like no groups of more than people, a hundred people. Right. Or something like that. I don't know. That was a thing at one point in time. I don't know if that's a thing still, but 
you know, so are you, you're limited. Cause I know that, you know, they said it's competitors only, no spectators, but. And that's a small I, venue that one in Austin. Yeah. Too. But I feel like the majority of events it's filled with mostly spec or competitors. And there's, unless you're watching kids compete and then they like their whole family comes. But for the majority yeah. it's, you know, maybe a spouse or two or, but nobody's coming just to watch the tournament. Yeah, jujitsu is a very like um, we've, there's. I feel like there's a word that you always say, but like it's just. I mean, for lack of a better term, selfish sport where it's like you know you do it for you. Not a lot yeah. of people are always coming to support or whatever. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, it, you're, you're you're exactly right. Like it's just gonna it's gonna be a while. Like I, I think the recommendations in the U.S. and a lot of places right now are like live events will be the last thing. And so yeah. it's like you know this is on that border, but because you know, I mean, like sporting events are coming back, baseball, basketball, these things are coming back. Football is going to be there, but most of those things, those teams, fans. it's like without fans, and so there's only you know maybe 40 people tops that are at that event, you know, doing because the team, you know, you don't have that big of a team for basketball or, or, you know, and it's like you're limited on how many people are there, but with jujitsu, it's like your competitors for every division. It's, it's a lot different than just one team versus another. Yeah. And it's going to slow the progress of jujitsu a little bit too, because without that, you won't have these, you know, every couple of years you have somebody that's like a purple belt one year and the next year they're like the world's best brown belt. And then the next year, the next black belt, like you won't have those people kind of like basically earning that belt to the point to where somebody has to give it to them. And what's more like probably more interesting to our audience is I was thinking about this the other day, but like, can you imagine being that like purple belt or like that brown belt that's like in March, like I'm do this that next year, belt. Like, yeah, I'm going to win the pans and then I'm ready for that. Oh, I'm belt. not even thinking about that at all. No. I'm thinking about like, I'm or just, just like, I'm just a guy and I just, just ready dude. to get my purple belt or yes. my brown belt yes. and like, bam, pandemic, like, who but, knows when you're gonna get that belt? But I saw people getting promoted like when everything was still shut down. Like it's like we're not really training, and maybe you are doing secret training, but it's like you and one other person. And I saw some people that got belt promotions during that time. Yeah, but I think that's a minor. Like that's not. Most but that's people- odd to me. Yeah, I do think it's. I think it's really weird to get promoted uh, off. Well, number one, I think there's some extenuating circumstances where you might get promoted off the mat. But for the most part, you get promoted on the mat. It's even weirder if you're like, haven't been training where it's like, all right. Yeah. All right, Billy. Or it's just you and one other person and like they get like you and your professor or whoever. And it's like you get a belt then. I mean, for me, like getting a belt exciting. Like I want all my friends and like teammates to be there. Yeah. I'd be be a little bit like I'd be low-key disappointed. But like... Happy that I got it, but... And I think that that's you know. really where this is kind of hitting jiu-jitsu the hardest, where it's, you know, the the average person, you know, uh, I, I mean, everybody that does jiu-jitsu, one of the best parts about it is the social connectedness that you get from it. And, yeah. you know, we always talk about, like, you don't ever leave jiu-jitsu and be like, man, I wish I would have stayed home today. I just, uh, I just feel terrible leaving people walk in the doors and you may not want to be there. And then when you leave, you're like, glad you came. And, um, you know, you're, it's just, it might be a while before you fully get that back too. you know, just all the people and, and just the vibe and stuff like that. And so I, I think, you know, it's going to be a minute. 
It is. But the good news is that things are like moving in the direct, right direction, I think, for like our sport, for that. Um, although I just have this like sneaking suspicion that we're going to take a huge step backwards here soon. Like, I don't know. I just don't know why, but I have this always like I've had it in my gut. Like they're just going to tell us that we have to go back to like a lockdown completely. Like restaurants are closed, everything's closed, and I mean, I think that I don't that'll know. vary by. Well, well I don't know. it's like gonna I'm be, not going to speculate no. on on the. But pandemic. it just makes me nervous because I'm like, oh, it's like things are going good, and then we like step backward because somebody can't. Like that's the thing is like, be responsible enough or be considerate enough to that you don't make the whole like state or country move backwards because you know there's like one or two pe- like people yeah. places. Not either way. I just think, you know, I don't know if that who knows, but what I was saying, I think it's, I think it's trending up. Like, I think it's like people are training more. There's tournaments coming back. There's these kinds of things. It's going to be slow and steady. I think before we're really back to normal, but I, it's just, it makes me happy to see some semblance of like a normal and that's the reality. I think, I think that that's what we can all kind of like embrace and kind of get behind is, you know, a lot of times you don't appreciate something until you have it taken from you. Like, it's really hard to appreciate being super healthy until you're really sick. Or, mm-hmm. you know, it's really difficult to appreciate having, you know, a knee that works good until it gets busted. It's really hard to appreciate, like, just how great it is to be around people doing jiu-jitsu until you can't. And so I do think that, you know, even if some of these things do have limitations on it or whatever, I think, you know, take the time to enjoy the parts of it that you can do. And, you know, definitely don't lose contact with a lot of the people that you train with and, you know, find out about what opportunities exist to be able to participate in whatever capacity you can. Because, I mean, realistically, you are going to, you know, don't lose jujitsu. Jujitsu is something that's awesome and it's going to be here for a long time. And, you know, we, we always tell people training or whatever. It's like, it's all a endurance not a sprint or whatever but it's true it's like you know like if you get injured sometimes you might have to be out for a year you know yep not me not ever (laughs) i mean yeah like injuries happen life happens things take you away from it but you do always like you can always come back to it and like i think that's the thing is like i hope that people aren't discouraged um to where they feel like man like i can't come back like what I don't want to hear a lot of is like, I need to get in shape before yes. I can come back to jujitsu. We already talked about this and that's like my biggest fear with yeah. people who have been training for a while and then they're ready to come back, but then they're afraid of like being out of shape or whatever. Like come back, take it slow. If you're in a good place with a, a with like good professors and like good people who care about you around you, like they're not going to push you to do too much too soon. Like yeah. you can just ease yourself into it. But we all know that the only way to get your conditioning better for jujitsu is to, to train more. And jiu-jitsu, then just also so. like let your ego go. It's true. Because yeah. I think that there's a portion of it where it's like, man, I'm going to come back and other people maybe have been training. I'm not going to do great. I've been training forever. Like you just going to have to let it go and come back because yep. realistically nobody cares. And if you got the no, skills, they'll come back. Wants, everybody wants you back. Like that's the thing is like you have to realize like anybody who is – sitting out right now and isn't training for whatever reason, like I'm dying to see them again on the mats, regardless of how they've jumped up several weight classes. Yeah. I don't care if your gi doesn't fit. We'll give you a loner. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's the problem that we was the thing we've joked about a lot with like a lot of the women they're like i don't know if my key's gonna fit i say women just because it's a, a secret chat <laughs> i've seen a lot of guys that need a new key we don't have a secret chat it's called youtube comments <laughs> <laughs> um anyways yeah maybe we should title that the episode which is i can give you a loner it would make no sense out of context. Yeah. Be like, we should get you a loner. And then like underneath, we can just caption it as you have to listen to the whole episode. Otherwise it won't make any sense. And that way, I feel like you're just talking like too like overthinking things right now. Yeah. You're going I'm off done. the deep end. I'm done with things to say now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. End of podcast. So with that, we're going to say thanks for joining us again and listening to us ramble and like maybe talk out our feelings on the current state of the world and jujitsu's place in it. Yeah, because I think that that's something, Mm -hmm. I don't know, when you are somewhat isolated, it is something you are trying to figure out, which is like what what's going on over there? Like, how is everybody else doing? And um, yeah. Hopefully everybody's doing well. And if you're not doing well, like, I don't know. Get better. Yeah. Just get better. Just get better. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everybody. (laughs) Bye.